previously on Poldark, Ross secured enough funding from investors to reopen his family mine, Wheel Leisure. Now, he wanted his cousin Francis to be his right-hand man, but due to some meddling from our frenemy or whatever, George, Francis pulled out last minute. On the good side, Francis got Liz pregnant, so he's not pulling out of everything. And he's about to be a dad, and he almost gets killed in a duel over the honor of his little sister, Verity. And all this stuff is going on, and things are only getting crazier on Poldark. So tune into the Lords of Grantham podcast this week to keep this adventure going. Back again, the the snowball is is rapidly growing as it rolls down the hill in this Poldark universe that we are now in. <laughs> it is going full tilt, like uh, unexpectedly. <laughs> um, but I'm into it. I'm digging it. Oh yeah, I mean, I was. Th- I will. We'll get to the. Uh, I should stop myself. <laughs> I don't want to be like Poldark and get to the meat way too early. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people are, who are t- tuning into this, uh, you know, they haven't watched the episode or something. <laughs> Hey, I just, you know, we got to save it till it's appropriate, at least contextually. But how are you, Corey? Yeah. How's the how's the how's the world? <laughs> you know, I'm just over here uh, worrying about uh, our, our boy Julian. <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> He's right. In that's some the, deep trouble. <laughs> that's the big piece of news. Yeah, uh, Lord Julian Fellows is among uh, 24 people being inve- investigated um, over uh, declaring uh, their finan- financial interests. He, he hasn't reported some of his financial interests. And, uh, yeah, he's in, he's in hot water, you know, if, if it's true. No more Downton 2. It's gone. And, you know, I, I said this in, in our, our Lords of Grantham Lounge, but, you know, you, you just start to wonder how much is Robert's financial dealings, uh, you know, mirroring what, what, uh, what Julian is going through, you know, does he just lie about being rich and stuff, but he's actually poor? <laughs> just he gave all crap. that money in that that uh, Christmas star. He gave all the money to the snow globe factory. Right. Yeah. He exactly. Didn't declare yeah, it. That Christmas movie we watched. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's just jamming out scripts to to make ends meet still because he just has a, a lavish lifestyle. Um, it, it's funny because uh, as I pulled up this information about uh, Julian Fellows, the other article <laughs> says how Down Abbey is loosely based on Julian Fellow's life. And it's like, well, do tell. <laughs> I want to know more about this. We're learning not so loose. Yeah. This guy may be cheating people out of out of money. Can, can you imagine, Dave, if he has to stand trial and he needs a, a, a character witness up there to speak for him and, and it's us two up there having to defend Julian? I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the man can't be hiding that much money, right? Yeah, could the the... the judge and the lawyers are going to listen to this podcast and be like, they don't even know Julian at all. Don't bring them up. <laughs> we only talk about him on a weekly basis like he's our friend. Well, speaking of talking about Julian, we've mentioned this to, to everybody who's listened to the podcast before. If you're new-ish, we're basically a week behind on our Patreon, Lords of Grantham Action Summer, which is action movies that feature actors, performers from the series that we watch. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, we put it to a poll on the Lords of Grantham Lounge, and overwhelmingly, the 007 movie Tomorrow Never Dies won That's as a movie that with. we should 
watch. Not anything that stars any of our uh, beloved Downton Crown, Bridgerton, Poldark performers, but just a feature a in it. five, four. Oh, it's stacked. It's pretty stacked, and we'll we'll go through it on that episode. And you know, Julian shows up for a scene. Ju- Julian, Julian, and uh, Aunt, whatever her name is from uh, Rosamund. Downton, Rosamund, oh, Rosamund. Yeah. are. Pretty prominent. Well, Rosamond is Money Penny, which I didn't know. Well, we'll, we'll talk about more of that on. on yeah, that but she, so she is a Bond person, but Julian mm-hmm. and and several others just are there making it make making so some you, cash. You want to hear more about your favorite down actors and and uh, in other mediums or media? <laughs> Tune in on our Patreon. That's what we're covering this month. And if you want to go back, last month we did the guest where we talked about uh, Dan Stevens and his career, <laughs> where it's gone. <laughs> Cousin uh, Matthew, yeah, for those that might not know his name, off yep. off the dome. Yeah, and, and we, we got one more. There's a lot of leaning towards Maggie Smith's uh, Jason and the Argonauts, or no, um, Clash of the Titans. I, I haven't kept track of that, but yeah, you can tune into our Patreon to you know find out what we're covering, featuring the stars of Down Abbey. Yeah, as well as our entire Pride and Prejudice backlog, and and many many other things. Other so stuff. Yeah, that's there. And then one other thing to, to touch on is uh, I just keep getting emails that the Downton Abbey exhibit is back on the road. <laughs> it's traveling around again. Where are they and going soon now? enough, it will be in Atlanta. <laughs> so oh, if you just Atlanta. happen to be <laughs> in Hotlanta, you have your opportunity now to go check out the Downton Abbey exhibit. We, we are not paid to make that promotion or anything. We're just spreading the gospel <laughs> that it exists. It's still going. And it's out, it's out there. Well, Julian needs the funds. He absolutely needs legal the team. I, I hear the intro to the Downton Abbey exhibit. Uh, they replaced Jim Carter with Julian Fellows pleading for money uh, from the people visiting. <laughs> and he puts a there's like a tip jar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, they recreate they recreate the episode of Downton where they have it on display for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Pole Dark. To, yeah, Pole Dark. The the reason that everyone is here. Season one, episode three. Whew. Where, where do we want to start with this one? Because I mean, there's pretty much one driving storyline to this whole thing uh we can tackle well i don't know let's just run, run right through it because everything kind of just ties together right now is this the first episode where we get the outright intro or was that last think, week as well i think there, there was one last week you just may have hit the uh, skip intro button Dave. i definitely didn't but i'm going to going forward because i didn't like this song very much oh really I would say I, I, it's easier to watch than uh, the Howard Shore crown intro. That's okay. a slog. Well, I, I don't watch that. I, I skip the intros. I only have so much time. This is a full hour of these episodes. That's true. Uh, I, I respect the effort that they put into these uh, these intros. Um, but uh, time is money, as they say. Mm-hmm. As Julian knows. Um, so, Ross. Real leisure is open. Yeah, he is climbing up the mine shaft. It looks nice. Uh, we get this funny montage to me at least at the beginning of the episode of all the workers like waking up and walking out of their houses and they're just slapping each other on the back like yeah it's like field of dreams that's what I put in my notes if you if you open the mind they will come it reminded me of like some boy band music video where like you know they all come together after their night out (laughs) like let's go do this yeah Uh, that's slow motion for some reason too (laughs) I don't know why uh, they're going to go paint a wagon. They're going to go paint it good. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
the expectations we learn are high around this mine. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, it's been closed for twenty years. I would not have guessed it had been gone that long, considering how when Ross comes back, he's kind of surprised, you know, at the state of things. <laughs> um, but here we are. Yeah, and we see this is sort of a like a ribbon cutting ceremony, like what I assume is the crack of dawn for people to get working, and the. There's, Dude, like the people come from far and wide. You see them all the way down the road coming. You see Ewoks in the back showing up. They got everyone <laughs> to arrive for this. Hang gliding thing. down from the from the <laughs> from the sky from the mountaintops. Yes, absolutely. There are Ewoks there. there there's uh, there's some Wookies uh, popping up. It, everyone is there uh, for this. It's, it's kind of stunning. It's like at, at first I was like, are they going to? Are they just coming for work? Is everyone that hard up for work? And it's like, no. They just want to support this guy who's been gone for three years <laughs> and yeah, even uh, though his dad ruined this thing 17 years prior to that right and, how and old is ross supposed to be it's it's nebulous he's and, 50 and, right he's like 45 yeah maybe <laughs> uh I, no, i'd say he's close to like late 20s yeah maybe i'd know. say mid to late 20s he could yeah. be 26 in this one i think that's fair uh but but it, it's one of those things too where it's just like Last episode, he struggled to get anyone to buy into this mine, and now everyone's like, "Yeah, let's do this." Was okay, that supposed well, to be the sort of classism of the show, where it's hard yeah, for him so. to convince the the people with money, but once you mm-hmm. just make it about, you know, boots on the ground and get some work done, there's people that want to do it pretty much right supportive. out the gate. Yeah, and, and you know, to his credit, Ross Polark realizes his neck is on the line. You know, they're, they're wondering uh, <laughs> if uh, if this mine is filled with copper or not um yeah and, and we see francis kind of looking down on all this with his uncle with some disdain yeah <laughs> and, and the uncle reminds francis he saved your life come on dude. Mm-hmm. but it's also like we we're gonna have to go to war with him right i mean what happens if this mine you know is the real deal <laughs> and it's got a lot of metals to, to get Knowing this show, the next episode they're going to be like, there's nothing in it. Time to move on. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> yeah, everything is moving. I mean, not to spoil this episode, but we learn in the course of this episode, it's about two years removed from the prior episode. So what is he doing for two years? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, but it, it, this show <laughs> moves awfully fast. Um, so... Yeah, they have a lead on the copper. They're, they're down there, you know. That they say like, "You you dig here, you're gonna find more of that." And the goofiest grin comes on Ross's face, and it happens multiple times this episode where we see Ross smiling. And I don't know if I like the smile on this actor's face. Like he's he's good at brooding and, and looking uh, dark, <laughs> but well, Aiden, when he's you smiling, he's good at, at being a goof. Yeah, it just doesn't look natural on his face. His smile kind of resembles to me like Wilson, you know, the ball from like uh, Castaway. It's just this <laughs> wide grin. Uh, it's like if you tell someone who doesn't know how to smile to smile. Yeah, it's just plastered on there. I, I don't know why I was making that illusion, but it just it just it just looks yeah painted on his face. Does he smile a lot in the Hobbit movies? I I can't recall his face from those movies, man. It's been a while. <laughs> But either way, whether or not he's smiling, mm-hmm. we see uh, 
that there's a rotting sort of wooden ladder, and, and Ross says, I want to replace this with an iron ladder. Mm-hmm. And they say, why? It's going to cost you so much. He said, I'd rather rather spend money on that than have to pay for funerals. People dying and falling down the ladder. He's a man of the people. He truly is. Which is so, I mean, is that just the norm to, like, just pay off insurance policies to, like, let people die in your mind? I mean, I know people did die in mind, but. You're asking questions I do not know, man. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'm, you yeah, know, I, think I it's just think it's a, there to serve, letting us know that Ross Poldark cares about the common man. Is this his like campaign to be mayor of, of whatever the town is? What is? I mean, it's it's reinforced by seeing this young uh, uh, young Jim Carter, uh, yep. in in a side house uh, skinning some some chickens that he uh, he poached. pheasants, pheasants. And uh, as Ross reminds him, that's a that's a capital offense there, brother. <laughs> and he goes, well, bro, I got my girl pregnant. To which Ross kind of doubles back and he's like, you want a job? <laughs> I know I just caught you, you know, stealing pheasants, but I kind of like the cut of your jib. <laughs> Knowing that you can get a girl pregnant, that says something about you as a man. <laughs> you You got a, you know... You got a lot in you, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, a little less I thought now. he said it was his sister at first. I was so confused. I misheard him. I was like, wow, Jenny? why is he so close? Yeah. And she's got, like, no teeth. I don't know if you noticed this, but she, they show her smiling, and she's got these, like, she's got, like, baby teeth, even though she's a fully grown adult. That's what young Jim wants. They should have cast yeah. John C. Elmore as this character. That would have fit. That would have fit. Um, and, and we see them happy together, this couple, just because... We know that won't last, probably. <laughs> hey, I don't know. It might. Mm-hmm. And we, we should make note, but throughout this episode, we see a lot of ups and downs with uh, Demelza and, and Ross. So we see um, Earl. Demelza breaks up a fight between Judd and the other lady. And Prudy. Prudy. Uh, which is, it seems like a scheme just to get her to do more work and, and fake an injury to, to Prudy, to, to one of her arms. Mm-hmm. And we see Demelza is also pouring drinks at the the ribbon cutting, mm-hmm. getting everybody lit up at six o'clock in the morning. I mean that that's the only way to celebrate out there, right? Yeah, definitely. She also makes makes a big like meat pie uh, for for Ross that looks scrumptious. It looks good, Look, and, and this is a, a it would have been nice if they told us time has passed because Ross was complaining about her cooking in episode one, and now she's got, making a nice looking meal for him. Yeah, and he eats it, and he's like, it's a good bake. Good he's job. really pleased. Good job, Demelza. Yeah, he's like, he says, like, can you see the, the, to Prudy just taking a little bit longer to come back? Can you go break her other arm? Just, he's like, I'll do it. Do it. I just could just it. do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask just... Judd to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also see that Liz is about to pop, too. Right, so, and, and that... This can't be much... This can't be too far removed from episode two. This has to be nine months after Eight and a half months after. So that's the thing about the timeline of this episode is we literally hear find out she's pregnant in the last episode. Mm-hmm. She's already birthing the baby in this episode. <laughs> well, this so, episode also flies time-wise, too, within the episode. Does it? Yeah, because Jim Carter's like, hey, Ginny's pregnant. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the episode, Ginny has the baby. Oh, that's right. That's right. Wow. So, yeah, it's we do of, really A lot of downtime in, in Ross Poldark's life. You wonder when they're writing this episode, by the end of it, they realize, oh, wait, we just kind of wrote in two years of time 
we just got to acknowledge that two years have passed at the end of this. Yeah, like maybe have Ross have a different haircut or something. New clothes. Well, he mentions it at the end of the episode like, that uh, Demelza's been in his stead for two years. And it's like, wait, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> but the weird thing is with the way they play with time is they're also acting like the duel that we saw last week was just last week, even though it was months ago at this point. Yeah, because Verity is still hung up on uh, Captain Crunch or whatever his name is. Captain, uh, Lamy. Captain Lamy. Yep. Yeah. And that's all we see from her this episode, really, is just her just kind of looking miserable. Yep. Still thinking still about this guy, this guy who was nine <laughs> months later. Who was not she attractive. For a, a long weekend. Allegedly killed his wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's other people well worth pining for. Yeah. Definitely. And we see that uh, Liz gives birth. Elizabeth gives birth to Francis's son. Mm-hmm. A new Poldark. Yep. And what is his name? I... Thought I wrote it down, isn't it something? No, something it's Charles Fran- Poldark because his middle name is definitely Charles. When they deliver this news, Francis just takes a big gulp. He is not. <laughs> he doesn't He's look like, ready. I don't for know this. if I can be a dad. I'm I'm having a tough time as it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ross gets the news too in the mail, and he's not oh, too right. happy either. Ross just throws the letter in the fire. He's like, "All right." It's like, come on, man! You knew this girl was like pregnant for nine months were you hoping for any other alternative if so you're a horrible person like what what do you i don't I mean, think he's looking for an alternative i just don't think he cares he's like yeah whatever francis did oh, me I, dirty I don't read it like that at all i think he's just upset that you know it's what he saw was coming actually happened and there's just mm-hmm. reality uh kind of finally hating him i think yeah i mean i'm not gonna deny that but yeah so ross shows up at this family function the the christening right yep this is when we Pip meet the, is there <laughs> yep when we meet the old satan lady <laughs> absolutely uh, we're like who are you i thought you were a relative and she's it's very bizarre introductory scene of this sort of oracle creature lady yeah the aunt, the aunt is like do you remember me and he's like yeah you're my aunt <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about <laughs> And then she's like, um, okay, I'm just going to sit in the background until I'm necessary. <laughs> exactly. And we see more evidence of uh, Ross being a good person by telling George and his uncle, uh, George Frelick, whatever, to, to pay people. Just reminding us that Ross is the best man. <laughs> hmm And then we see uh, that, uh, oh, is it Jeff, Jeffrey Poldark? Jeffrey Charles Poldark? Yeah, that's what it is. Um, sure. Uncle Charles goes to make a sort of toast to this this new baby in his in the Poldark family, and then he has a heart attack. Right, and this is right after, uh, well, Francis, uh, he's excited to see Ross is there, and he's like, yo, look, look, look at my child. Come look at the child. And then Ross sits with the child, and he sits with it a little too long for Francis's liking, where he just gets hot all of a sudden. Like, no, no, get away from my child. Elizabeth, come here. If Francis, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to yeah. balance this sort of friendship like, and, and relationship that Ross had with Elizabeth. Yeah, he's like, come here, watch my, my uh, father have a heart attack, okay? C- come on, let's watch him have a stroke. And then, but as then you said, the, Dave, he does. And the Dementor lady says, uh, a heart attack or, you know, something happens at the christening of a baby named after him, tis a sign, mark my words. <laughs> yeah, she's straight up just, you know, dropping some some forebod- foreboding words on us that this man's about to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know why we needed that moment, but... Okay. Well, I don't know about to die as much as some, some evil is afoot. There's some evil on him, absolutely. 
Yeah, and then from there we go to uh, we go. Francis is trying to to get lucky. Yeah, I mean, as any father does who's struggling with a newborn child, they just go out in the town looking for. Uh... No, not not out in the town. He goes up to the bedroom. Oh, that's right. And, and he says, "Liz, come on." And she says, "I just yeah, yeah, like I gave birth like a month ago. Like I'm not. My body's not ready for for you, Frank." And he's like, right. "Oh, but is it ready for Ross Poldark?" Huh? Oof. He, sa- he says, "He says, don't you wish he was yours?" Yeah, man, come on, dude. She just had your child. Be 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 easy. Be easy. Yeah, yeah Ross Ross is not crossing any. He 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 puts his toe on the line, but he doesn't cross the line. Absolutely not. And, and Verity is listening through the keyhole. He's like, "What are you doing, listening through the keyhole?" And she's like, "No, no, I'm not." <laughs> Oh, this is a um, weird exchange because he's like, she's like, I could have been married if it wasn't for you. And he's like, yeah, but marriage is miserable. <laughs> marriage is yeah. misery is what he says. So, yeah, you know, you have me to thank. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, next scene. We, that's all we get on Verity this episode. She's still just kind of lost to herself. But uh, little Jimmy, he's going poaching, mm-hmm. uh, leaving his uh, wife home alone. And his, his you know, pregnant wife. <laughs> yeah, Ginny. Uh, Ginny then goes to Demelza, who's plowing the land, and, and complains to her about the poaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really like haphazard scenes. We see Ross uh, is missing all of a sudden, and Demelza then finds a green dress in a, a treasure chest and yeah, tries it, it on. The Fiona dress from Shrek. <laughs> it really is. It really is that dress. Wow. Yeah, and there's a. There's a scene where where Uncle Uncle Charles has a scene with Francis where he's like, "Dude, you got to be the man of this house. No mm-hmm. more being a little wussy boy hiding behind my shadow while your cousin, King Alpha Ross, reopens the mine. You need to be a man. You need to do some good in this world." Yeah. And Kim Francis, he's Francis. You ready? Well, why don't we just wrap up Francis for this episode? He goes on the town, and he yep. finds some comfort. With Margaret, with Margaret, the, the local lady of the night, mm-hmm. yeah, lady of the day. When Francis, and is it Ross like intercepts them? I think he sees them for a second and walks out, but he doesn't. He doesn't interact with them at all. No. Yeah, but he he walks. He's like walks by. He says, "Oh, come on, man, come on, man. Are you serious, dude?" And later in this episode, Francis is still missing because he just spent the night out in the town, as any new father does, right? Yeah, and, and George's couch or whatever they try to say, and Elizabeth is not thrilled. What? But Dave, you want to know something that blew my mind about Francis? What? Guess where the man was born? Stratford, Connecticut. Bridgeport, Connecticut. Francis is he? Is he American? So Kyle he- Solar, he is a hundred percent American. He was he was born in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, after a few years, he moved to Virginia, and then I think he went to like college in, in Britain. But the, I watched interviews with the man. He's a hundred percent American, and he's playing British. I call I call foul on this. Eighty three. Wow. He's born in eighty three. Yeah. So, listeners, for for reference, oh, Dave so he and was I right, are from the I town lived in over. Bridgeport. We we were both born in the same hospital as this guy. Yeah, we were. We were. And so we I lived in are, the I lived in the town for a handful of years. We we are as qualified as this man to be this character. I think. He's got three years on us, but yeah, or five years on us. Yeah, He's five, got five years. years on. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Wow. Absolutely That's... wild. Small world. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get him so, on the pod. Yeah, why don't we see what he's up to? 
Um, but that that's Francis for this episode. He's he's not in a good place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what else is going on? We see that several instances through this episode. Oh, several instances in this episode. Ross is in situations where he needs things, and Demelza just sort of presents those things. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's doing his paperwork, and he says, "Oh, this is good. Now I need the brick." And as he's about to say bread, she puts the bread down. He says, "And a glass of." And as he says that, she puts like a glass of wine or ale down in front of him. And then he asks for like a lotto scratch off, and she has one ready to go. You know, yep. he, he asks for some uh, some dice. She puts them on the table, and uh, yeah, she just knows everything. She just keeps pulling it out of her jean pocket too. It's kind of crazy mm-hmm. that she has it all in there. Yeah, and we also have not mentioned that at the christening, the priest is talking to Ross, saying like, "Hey, dude, you know what the point of marriage is, right? It's to stop the the sin of fornication, brother." I'm just saying this as a priest. To you, a guy that I really don't know personally. Just and Ross is like, down, brother. dude, are you serious, man? What's going on? <laughs> and we see the investors at the beginning of the episode. They're like, yo, you know Ross Poldark is a... Uh, he's getting it, right? And, and they're like, ah, oh, come on, that's that's Ross. So yeah. rumors are afoot. This is two years, too. I mean, he, everywhere he goes, he's got Demelza by his side. Mm-hmm. And, she, and when they ride on the horse, she rides in the front. He, like, holds her. Yeah, and she's, she's had a, a real glow up in two episodes. Her red hair is everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, so, anyways, uh, back to young Jimmy, who was out hunting for pheasants. He was chicken hunting. Uh, mm-hmm. He gets caught, of course. He's staring yep. down the barrel of a gun. And he gets and, thrown in uh, jail. Yeah. And he's got some lung issue, apparently. He's got, uh, he's got COVID-19. Dude, come on. That's not nothing to joke about. All right. Well... Uh, he is coughing up a storm, though. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, Ross finds out, and he needs to go take care of this. He goes to Ginny first, and she, they're like, no, she can't go yet, man. She's pregnant. <laughs> she, she's not in any state. And he's like, well, all right, I got to go speak uh, speak for this guy. Defend mm-hmm. him. Uh, there's sentencing being made. People are booing. Crime was poaching, we, we learned, for the guy who just before young uh, Jimmy was on the stand, and he didn't get a good, get a good sentence, so... Things do not look good for young Jim Carter up there. Don't they say he's going to get hung for it? Something along those lines, yeah. That's like theft. It's like getting killed for a theft pop. Isn't that how that works? People wanted their their pheasants back then, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. I guess so. It is on their land. Not everything is like Danny Champion of the World, you know, about (laughs) being a pro pheasant hunter. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, it's about being a pro pheasant theft. Thief. Yeah. And uh, Jim is not. So Ross takes the stand as a character witness and he tries his hardest, but he doesn't doesn't get he, he tries to say, you know, like this this kid is in need. He's gainfully employed, he's just desperate. Don't go easy on him, please. Let him let let him serve his time under me. I'm his boss. He's got a pregnant wife, he's got a lung condition. Yep. He'll die if he goes to jail, don't you know? And they're like, you know what? You make a good point, Ross. Why don't we send him to jail anyways? But yeah, instead of hanging him, which I guess it's fair. You know, if he can make it two years, he could he could uh, go be a dad. The way they paint this picture, though, is the the boy ain't got got much time left if he's going to jail. Mm-hmm. And and then Ross Ross gets mad. And he says the law is savage, and you interpret it without charity. Come on, man. This mm-hmm. is of all times. Go easy. Go easy on Jim. 
and and they're they're like you'll be held in contempt of the court if you keep talking this way and he's like you'd be right if you, you held me in contempt and the people are hooping. this is like a second like arsenio crowd the people are like they are cheering him on absolutely meanwhile back at the house or around there demel's Demel father's back i did not expect this to happen so quickly well two years so that's true <laughs> he, he, he's he suited up he got married and cleaned up yeah, no, he's just there to basically repeat the same theme. Like, dude, I heard a tale from my neck of the woods that you and Ross, something's going down. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Dad, please leave. He's just worried about the sinning, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's worried about the sinning and the, and the darkness out there here. Yeah. So, but he tells her, you got a night to make it right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Demel's is back at the house. Ross is on a tear. He's, he's miserable drinking at the, that bar alone as he does. That's when Margaret yeah, approaches is, him. Yeah, so, and so he buffs her. Mar- yeah, and then for Francis refers to himself. She's Margaret goes up to Francis and she's like, Aren't you a Poldark? He goes, A Poldark. I'm the Poldark. <laughs> yeah, in, in your own mind, bro. Uh, but back at the house, Demel's puts that dress on again, that, that green dress. Mm hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, Ross is back at the house. Oh, he's staring at the fire. He's mad. And she is afraid of getting in trouble for wearing that, that green dress. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she gets in trouble for wearing that green dress. When Ross sees it, Ross goes, he, he says, enough is enough. He, he snaps, and he's like, take that off right now. <laughs> and she's like, no, I ain't, I ain't doing that. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know he's like I had a bad day, he, he, so he he goes you know he kisses her, up close, because that's what you do on a bad day. Like hey you're here I'm here, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And then she's like no come on come on man. So he goes back to his bedroom, and she thinks about it, and she's like, I know how to make this turn into a good day. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all that's all folks. Ross seals the deal. Episode three. Well, she goes to him and she says she needs help on fasting the dress. You know, oh, she can't just do yeah, it. Yeah, okay, okay. It's like Ross is okay. Like, hmm, eh. Did you put that dress on expecting a prudy uh, to, to help take it off you? Yeah, how'd you get it on? Magic. Yeah, well, know. you know, Ross is there to help get it off, and well, he unfastens it, and she's just completely stripped. It's like you weren't wearing anything under there. She's just, it's just gone. Hey, Ross has got to do what he's got to do. Yeah, and it goes down, and then we see Ross cleaning the the fields the next morning, looking. Well, he tells he says to her, "You know what people say of us?" Like you know when when he's like got his face behind her neck, and she's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "If we do this, we're proving them right." And she's like, "I guess so." And it's just like, well, "Gotta do it, Ross." Got gotta do it. Too late to turn around now. And yeah, and the next we, day you're right, Dave. She's sleeping next to her dog. In the field. And Ross is out in the. Ross is in the field looking jacked. Oh, this dude, dude makes is Alan Leach look like a like a cruiserweight. This dude, Ross is a monster. <laughs> he is shredded. It is absurd. And it's like one of those things where you, you look at his body. This guy can't eat a single carb to his name. You're telling me this guy ate a meat pie? Like just a few scenes earlier? This guy did not at all. He only ate some like chicken and broccoli for the past like couple months. Yeah, some cod. That boy's he's eating with Dwayne yeah. Johnson. There is n- you can't pinch an inch on that body at all. Well, ask Demel's about that. 
<laughs> did she pitch in this? We don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, Elizabeth shows up. And uh, at the same time, uh, what's-her-name walks into Melza. And she's like, uh, Elizabeth. Yep. And Elizabeth already forgot why she was there. She's like, I got to go, actually. Yeah. Good timing, though. And then we see Demelza's like, I got to go. Got to go back to my family because what we did. And Ross is like, no, 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 no. That's not how that's going to work. Well, she walks up to... She walks out to that water where we saw uh, Ross last episode where he, he stripped down and walked in. I thought she was just going to do the same. Like, she just needed to clean herself for a second. The cleansing waters of uh, whatever lake that is, whatever. Whales or whatever. Yeah. But, but Dave, you, you were saying? Ross goes, I got a solution for this. You got to stay working with me. I need you. Right. You can't Smash be my, my helper anymore. He, he's, he's like, you're done being... Getting married. <laughs> well, at least he, he he says like you can never, no longer be my servant. He recognizes that. Mm-hmm. But yes, they, they get married. <laughs> like they could have milked this for so long on the show, and it could have been so much sweeter yeah. if they just I, took their time. I was thinking, what if Jim and Pam get married in episode three of The Office? That really changes the trajectory of the show. <laughs> I mean, you think about Bridgerton, with which this came from. The mm-hmm. entire crux of the season was around them finally like getting together. Well, they get together like six episodes in finally, or five episodes. But you know they have they have ups and downs. I'm sure there will be here, but I don't know. They they left a lot of like I don't know juice in the fruit, if you but will. But then again, this is a like, this is a long show, so this must have something. You know, it it's long and it's popular, so this yeah. got to do something right. This pace has to be there for a reason. And his witnesses are just Judd and uh, Prudy, Prudy there. I mean, I have in my notes like just what in the f? Like what? what how? <laughs> how did we get here? Because I mean, he is like he is prospecting her in this episode. He's staring her down. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, because there's there's this there's another like oh so Jim Carter's wedding. Mm-hmm. We see that Ross is sort of being the patriarch figure, sort of happily hosting, and he sees Demelza running around. He's like, you know, the rumors could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah. Spent nine months thinking about my ex from the war, Elizabeth. You know, why not go for this uh, ginger that works with me, that I pay? And, and by the way, we could totally skipped over, too, that Ross told young Jim to stop poaching. He continues to poach, and he's like, you know, the best way to fix this is to give this guy a promotion. He could be v- VP of the purse. And it's like, mm-hmm. this guy is, continues to do crime after you told him not to. You, you think hiring up him up to like a more important role is the answer to that, Ross? You're too good. You're too kind. And uh, you, you wonder almost, do fools rush in? Is that what's going on here? Is he, is he going a little bit too fast with Demel's, even if it's been two furious. years that we haven't seen? A little too furious. And a little curious. So, fast sure. and curious. Is he, is he acting a fool? <laughs> Some would say. Some would absolutely say. You know, he said, like, let's, let's give him something to talk about, you know? If the people want to talk, let's give them something to talk about. Sure. Good episode, Dave? Yeah. I mean, how, how can you say no? This episode flies. If you're saying no, this is a big episode. This is that page in the in the children's book that has three asterisks on the top of the page. Important mm-hmm. stuff happens here. Absolutely. Well, let's, let's get to the, the power rankings. We're, we're breezing right through this. What do you have? Uh, who do you have going down, Dave? I have at number three, Uncle Charles. Okay. He uh, almost dies. He has a heart attack at his grandson's 
uh, baptism, christening. That's true. Not a good day. And he sort of gives his son the pep talk saying, this is your shot. This is your mm-hmm. one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted. Are you going to capture or let it slip? And then his boy is letting it slip. Absolutely. Well, at number three, I got Judd. You know, they put him to work this episode. Uh, Ross tells him, like, you need to go plow the fields with me, bro. Like, you can't just lay around here all day. And then we see Ross, uh, Judd next to Ross. <laughs> Even that visual <laughs> is enough to be on the down power rankings. Now you see why Judd is on this show. It's just to really underscore how attractive Ross is. Mm-hmm. It's just like, look at this dud of a Judd next to him, and then look at this guy. This hunk. <laughs> it works. It works. It absolutely works. Well, at number two going down, I got Elizabeth. Okay. Because she is not... she Her man is out on, t- on the town making a fool of himself. She's trying to force himself on her when, you know, they're at the christening. Keep in mind, the Poldarks are not her family. She's married into this. She's like Diana mm-hmm. on the crown. This is not, like, where she came from. So she is very much stuck in this life that she's starting to see maybe isn't the one she wanted. It's totally fair. Well, at number two, I got Francis. He, like no one wants him. Uh, his his wife is is done with him. He doesn't. Well, I mean, and he doesn't. He doesn't like this Ross guy being around all the time. He has a lot of insecurities, and then he's cheating on mm-hmm. his wife already. It's that's pretty low. It's pretty low in my book. So he's got to go low uh, on the rankings. I mean, he would be number four for me, I guess, if I had okay. to do. But number one's got to be pretty clear. Young Jimmy. Young Jimmy. Young Peg. He's going to jail for two years. Won't see his child. Might die in there. Might die. Yeah, very likely to die. Knowing the show, the next episode's going to start and he's going to be dead. He'll be have, have been dead for like five years by the time the next episode starts. Uh, and we don't even see Jenny's reaction to the news either. It's just like, oh yeah, you know, she must have found out sometime. They knew that after they had the Anna reaction to Mr. Bates going to jail, they could never, no show could ever have a guilty verdict the way that... I, w- that. I will say the show is notably sexier than Downton Abbey ever was in a lot of oh, ways. Oh, absolutely. Jump, like, we got Ross Poldark's made a carve from, from Marble. He's a hunk. Yeah. And Liz and, and is, totally... is a, and Aunt Liz and Demelza are both up top, too. Oh, yeah. And, and they're totally chased about it, but, like, her, like, getting out of bed the next morning to put on a dress on... Oof, do not see that in Down. No. And Judd and Prudy? No. Yeah. They're getting it, <laughs> getting it done. Well, who do you got okay. going up, Corey? Who's on the power? And not, don't say Ross Polar. Well, number three, number three, I got ta- the townspeople. It's, okay. You know, they're all just so happy about this mine opening, and they got jobs and stuff. Things going to be better for them. Well, similarly, I have the investors, because I think everyone okay. took a gamble on the on the mine and we see from the get this the people are into this so much so that mm-hmm. evil george is uh evil george and uncle uncle pip torrens are are worried and francis and uncle charles are worried as well and we'll see how it shakes out well at number two i got ross i got ross too <laughs> i mean he, he he it's not his child with elizabeth but he's got demelza and he, I mean, he fails to secure Francis's safety, but I'm uh, not Francis's, uh, a young Jim, Jim Carter's uh, safety, but you know, but he gets he's a, doing he, a-okay. He gets a laugh from the crowd in, in the courthouse. Uh, yeah. They're into him. He, he, he's he winning people a, over. He gets a baby face pop for sure. Yeah. And no, no, number one has got to be Demelza. Absolutely. This is she, the glove of the cinch. Came a long way from two episodes ago. Uh, Cleaned up, wifed up, 
not too different from her dad actually <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh she's doing just fine for herself bright future ahead and she can cook a, a nice meat pie so if you had to that. pick mm-hmm. elizabeth or demelza who are you going with demelza elizabeth seems like a stick in the mud but is she a stick in the mud because of where life has put her or is she a stick in the mud because she's a stick in the mud I like to think a stick in the mud. When she's with Ross, even currently, I, I just don't see the chemistry. I, I don't see any spark at all. Okay. Okay. I probably go Demelza too at this point, but Liz is a looker. Let's not let's not lie about that. I mean, there's no reason to. Uh, but uh, I mean, she's so is a, Ross she's from Reykjavik, from Iceland. Well, there there you go. If you have to choose between Ross and Demelza or Elizabeth, who do you go with? You throwing Ross in there too? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's one of those things where it's just like you just show up with Ross on your arm, and it's just like. This guy's a winner. He he attracts you know. Or Francis a from Bridgeport. Talent. We could we could talk about the Flyer Diner. We could talk about uh, Black Rock. Oh yeah, we could talk to Francis. Yeah, we we could really relate to him. He's a, he's a he's probably closer to to where we we land actually. No, George is definitely the closest to us. We could fawn about Pip Torrens for me anyway. Yeah. Well, that's this Anyways. episode. Yeah. And. uh ready for it for episode four and we're halfway through the first season just breezing through that's wild this is uh, I get the hype I mean I know it's not the yeah. mountain hype it's not the mountain but you always I always wonder as we do this podcast and we were talking about this privately and, and talking about just the, the podcast in general Downton mm-hmm. is like the high watermark by about 10 miles you know oh for sure nothing and then maybe the crown is like way 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 below that just because of mm-hmm. the Netflix bingeability Nothing like how come Poldark didn't hit like Dallin? Like you said, it's definitely a sexier it, show. It's definitely popular though. People like literally travel to Wales to go on tours uh, for this show. It is popular among a certain group of people. I think it's just there's something there's a kindness to Downton Abbey that I think appeals to multiple generations and the way they have this huge family with different people. And really, mm-hmm. I think it's the Maggie Smith factor. Like she was buzzed about like, oh man, once you see her. You know, yeah, love and, it. and Downton did hit right in the, you know, the peak of like Breaking Bad is out, Mad Men is still on TV, mm-hmm. and Downton just sort of slots itself into that prestige group, and even though it might not necessarily, not necessarily be on that level. It I, and I think lives it among them. enough that that like it was on Netflix early on as one of those shows you could stream. The first two seasons were on there to stream mm-hmm. when Netflix was still building out its content, so it had a lot of eyes on it just by being one of the few options out there. And I think that really helped to, to build an audience. But, well, Poldark is done, done, right? That's It's not... Uh-huh, 100% done. Okay, so... But it's, what, five seasons? Yep. Okay. Well, Wrapped either way, we got, yeah. we got a lot of a lot of time, so people might still be catching up as it is available on Amazon, but... Yep. Uh, aside from Poldark, what have you been watching, Corey? What's, on the, what's been on the docket or viewing list? Uh, we both saw Shang Chi. We did see Shang Shang Chi. That that that's that's worth talking about. That was good. I liked. It. I loved it. I loved it. It was very cool. What did you love about it, Dave? I like that it has subverted expectations. I don't want to spoil anything, but mm-hmm. I uh, if you follow me on Letterboxd, I said that all these Marvel movies, you kind of like book the finale halfway through the movie. You're like this guy, you know. If Black Pan, if T'Challa is fighting Killmonger, that means Shuri's going to be fighting this guy. That means. The girl from Walking Dead is going to be fighting this guy. That means, you know, Bilbo Baggins is going to be doing this. This movie, okay. by the last act, I was like, 
nothing that I thought was going to happen is happening right oh, wow. now. Wow. And that's not to say that everything was like totally shocking, but there's a okay. nice twist about, you know, like four fifths of the way through that's like, okay, I'm in on this now. Interesting. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I kind of felt like I, I knew where I was going, but I think the one thing I, I say that works about the movie is, you know, you and I, we know about family drama based on all the shows that we watched here. We're, we're, we're semi-experts at this point. Mm-hmm. This movie certainly knows family drama <laughs> uh, in a way that most Marvel movies don't. I mean, you got Thor and Loki as arguing brothers and stuff, but this is, like, really about, you know, a broken family. And it's just nice to see them mine that territory and, and do some justice to it. And uh, enough can't be said about Tony Leung. Um, as as the father uh, Wenwu, he is he brings gravitas really to the screen, Very and it good. makes me want to roll up my my uh, sleeves to just show my forearms because it makes it look really cool to just have your forearms out there. Just get those ten rings. Don't even need the ten rings. I think forearms just communicate like you know, let's fisticuff, let's go. <laughs> you just get those uh the squeezers to get those jacked up veins that get the vascular forearms. <laughs> exactly, but that was good. Think, and also, there's a lot of, I know you you're not a big fan of the Marvel callbacks. I thought they were appropriate ones this movie you know sure yeah and uh yeah i I think this is one of the better ones we both watched black widow neither of us liked it this is a Mm -hmm. good way better way better (laughs) yeah uh i think that we can wrap it there though yeah people calling this one short we have to go talk about james bond after this and uh julian and others uh from downton in that movie so if you want more of us you can find us there otherwise we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on Mm -hmm. facebook uh, we have a website, Podbean. You can find all our older episodes, and yeah, we're 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 around to talk to. So you know, come find us and leave a review on iTunes if you so choose, and join the Patreon if you want to hear more. Yeah, absolutely, a lot there. So we'll be back next time, halfway mark of season one of Poldark. Let's go. Yeah.